0: Hold back. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Traveling to Consciousness. I'm your host, Clayton Kuteri, and today I am joined again by the all-powerful T.R. Alicia. We first had a conversation on episode 002, then the podcast was branded a little bit differently and we were still trying to figure out what we were doing. But I like to think that that episode helped lay some groundwork for what we're doing now. And a big point of that podcast that we talked about was the idea of your best timeline. Now, it's not going to be a requirement you go and listen to that podcast. However, it might help like set some groundwork for this conversation. uh, If like we start talking, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) Go check it out. Uh, But in this conversation, we're going to just keep that going. And something that T.R. and I both have kind of been messing around with is this idea of like your best timeline versus you being able to create your timeline. We had started reading uh, a guy by the name of like Neville Goddard. And he started he has this idea of you can basically, you know, manifest or create what you want. And that's kind of where T.R. and I said, okay, we need to pause this conversation and save it for the podcast Um, so before we jump into all of that uh, TR is that a good way to kind of wrap up or summarize uh, where we're at in the dialogue
1: yeah I think that was perfect honestly because I mean we do tend to talk a lot outside of the podcast about this stuff and we try to save like the most important parts for moments like this where we can share it with people um, and I also love the rebrand cause I feel like that's also very on brand with, you know, just what we talk about, what you talk about with other people on your other podcasts. So I just, I love that.
0: I appreciate hearing it. Gives me a little bit more confidence. There's yeah. probably like, like an ego thing, like, uh, but I want my name in there, you know? And then... <laughs>
1: yeah, sometimes, but you know, you gotta, um, separate the identity from, I guess the purpose sometimes a
0: hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. So without going too much into the rebrand. Uh, so where, so when we left it off, we were talking about like your best timeline, you know, being that you're performing at your optimal state. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really sure how to describe it anymore because I'm now, I guess, transitioning away from that mentality and where Neville is in saying, well, you can create whatever you want. So what exactly defines your best timeline?
1: Um, So I think he talks a lot about just, you know, searching from what's going on within yourself. So that also <laughs> kind of ties into like you creating whatever you desire. So I mean, if there is something inherent within you, you prove you're gonna see your external. Um, and as you know, with the constant and consistent um, realization and ever-evolving awareness of self, you'll continuously see your external reality improve. I get from his stuff, like, what do you think?
0: That's an, that's actually an interesting take. And I guess it's to be on your best. Well, let's summarize what he kind of says, right? And Mm -hmm. the way I, I guess, view what he talks about is he really kind of talks about the duality between the conscious and the subconscious and how you're able to take conscious thoughts, like like you're saying, I want to be better at this, I want to be better at that, and then impose them on your subconscious. He even goes to the extent of going into biblical structures or stories and explaining mm-hmm. how that is a representation of the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind, how you're able to become the God of your own reality. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I took a step back and was like, whoa, like, that's powerful stuff.
1: It is. Yeah, I actually, that was the part that kind of hooked me in. Because I'll be honest, when I first started, like listening to his stuff, I was kind of like, okay, after you've been studying or practicing law of attraction, and you know, creating your own reality for a a substantial period of time, you're like, okay, I kind of know this stuff already, but he really hooked me in when he started talking about the duality of the mind, the subconscious, the conscious, and even giving them like such a polarity where he said like the subconscious is really feminine and the conscious mind is really masculine. Um, you know, there, your subconscious, subconscious is more subjective, and then your conscious mind is objective. So, when he put it in that sort of perspective. Wow, that I mean, I knew that. But it was kind of just like a really nice reminder that, you know, out of feminine energy, there are so many things that are created, you know, and the masculine energy is just kind of like the container for that. So we sort of have to realize that and remind ourselves of that. In our day to day life, we tend to live from our more masculine conscious mind, But what's actually creating that is something that's underneath, um, which is the feminine subconscious mind. So we all have this polarity energy inside of all of us. And that's just kind of how it's co-creating our entire reality.
0: And polarity is obviously like a really fascinating thing because of how many representations that has, you know, throughout our lives and throughout, you know, stories of biblical structures, relationships. Uh, interaction with things you know I always find other languages super fascinating because each word is either masculine or feminine which I find just fascinating in its own regard whereas like in English we don't have that at all
1: I know yeah you know good point I never realized that but um, me being somewhat bilingual I'm not like completely fluent in Spanish I'm hoping to get there one day Um, but my you know, mom's side of the family is from Puerto Rico. So I grew up in that bilingual household. And just knowing that now that you put it that way, that makes so much sense.
0: Right. And I don't know really what to make of that. You know, the fact that Mm -hmm. it is that split among words.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really, I guess, because of um, who you're addressing in the conversation or the context of which polarity, Talking about like a lot of times when you're talking about something more feminine, it's gonna end with an A or something more masculine is gonna end with an O. So, like, we see that in areas of life. Um, and then just also, like, you know, cultures have like yin yang, or um, I mean, there's other ones out there, of course, but that's just one that comes to mind for me. That's always like a really great representation of the polarity, and then also, like, um each one existing inside like the symbol you see the light with the black symbol in it and then you see the black with the white symbol in it
0: right and it has that and it's and it's fascinating too how in the yin yang Yin yang is that the correct way to pronounce it? Is it, it? yin
1: yang i hope i'm not like mispronouncing it i hear a lot of people say yang but i do like want to say yang so yang I don't wanna, is how like, i offend. was always
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i don't want to offend I, anybody i hope i'm not saying
0: it wrong well, <laughs> send all your hate to me and i'll i'll parse it out <laughs> and figure it out <laughs> it's my fault for bringing her on <laughs> uh just messing with you let's get it uh but yeah so how they have that there is still the little bit even in the like the feminine side of i think the yin is a yin the feminine yeah and then yeah. It, so like even in that feminine there's still like a speck of masculine kind of within it and it's interesting how it de- demonstrates that display of you know even I guess the purest feminine still needs a little bit of masculine within it and likewise with the masculine and if we tie yeah. that back to the conscious and subconscious it's kind of it, it's really fascinating the way Neville kind of puts displays it because the way that he kind of uses this manifestation, he uses the conscious to reprogram the subconscious, is he explains how as you're going to bed, you know, you're falling into theta and beta brainwaves. And as you're kind of going down into that trance like state, you are now accessing your subconscious mind. And theoretically, and I believe it is that you know dreams are also a representation of your subconscious mind you know Mm there's stories that are being played out to describe something to you about how you see the world or how you interact with the world or are unconsciously aware of the world around you almost Mm -hmm. and so i find it fascinating how that connection kind of occurs as you're going to bed um between the, the conscious and subconscious, did you get to that part in his? Yeah, uh, yeah in his yeah, teachings of
1: absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I've practiced those teachings. I mean, we talked about it a little bit um, outside of here, but um, simple practices, just like as you're falling asleep, and also while you're waking up too, because you're still going from the subconscious into the conscious as you're waking up. Um, also, like changing your brainwave state and how that can have such a strong effect on your day to day. Um, I know Neville talks about that a lot, too. So it's really just like whatever intentions you're setting prior to going to sleep. um, And then also while, you know, waking up is going to have such a strong effect on your day to day. Um, Probably one of the most powerful manifestation techniques, in my opinion, because um, a lot of times I know actually you posted a video on YouTube, I think, recently talking about the water manifestation technique. Oh, right. Yeah, which is also a really great one, because water is a symbol for the subconscious. Um, But you know, a lot of these techniques, like we are completely conscious, we're completely in beta brainwave state. So I personally feel like it's not making as strong as an impression as if, you know, we're deeper in our subconscious, like whether we're falling asleep, or like in a deep, deep meditative state, um, or just like in a trance flow state, because we tend to get into those slower brain waves when we're doing something that you know we feel puts us in that.
0: Right. And as a as a precursor to this, uh something that flashed in my head for those who are unaware, and I think this is a beautiful thing to highlight, um, that your theta and brain beta brains are brain waves are like in their highest frequency between the ages of zero and seven. Yeah. And this is kind of when a lot of that, you know, programming kind of happens. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking to someone uh, yesterday and they were saying like, yeah, like I kind of believe that like, you know, we're all kind of this like pure energy that comes in. And then as we're born, we get the layers of like society, language, you know, Mm -hmm. cultural norms gets placed on you and you kind of lose yourself along the way. And Mm -hmm. it reminded me exactly of the fact that, you know, you're in this hypnotic state and being impressed from a young uh, the age since you're born to kind of have these subconscious patterns ingrained onto you, yeah. And and so that's something you don't have any control over, right? But now it's like that whole coming full circle. As wait, like you do have that power to be able to rewrite the foundation of your subconscious in order to create kind of whatever you, whatever type of reality you want around you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you think about it, like a lot of us we think about the time where we were like the age of one to seven. And if you remember correctly, it kind of feels more dreamlike. Like, Like, you know, you remember bits and pieces, you remember some parts. And a lot of times when we dream, like that's kind of how it is once we wake up and are more conscious. And I think that's just also leading into like after seven years old, you're more conscious. Therefore, you're able to remember more things. But Um, That's also a firm reminder of like, your brain is a sponge from that age of one to seven. So whatever happens, you know, in that dreamlike reality, in that dreamlike state is going to make an immediate impression on your subconscious mind. Um, And whatever stories were written for you back then, whatever beliefs were, you know, conditioned or fed to you back then, it's going to have, you know, a really immediate imprint during that age span. So, you know, once you do become more conscious after, you know, seven years old or so, I still even feel like the age of like seven to like 14, you're still kind of in this weird place. Um, But even after that, like when you're a teenager, you're starting to get to know yourself a little bit more, be more conscious of yourself. Therefore, I feel like starting the process of self-discovery. And then you're able to kind of rewrite those beliefs or, you know, kind of question what you expect and whether that feels right to you or whether that resonates or is valid in your experience
0: and something I want to highlight that you just said is if it feels right because in Neville's teaching there's a book on it, it's literally called the feeling is the secret yep. and it I believe that that's you know so indicative of everything that kind of incurs in such a bizarre way because at least for me coming back from an engineering background I was trained my entire life for all the way through college 23 some years to use my analytical brain and it's so wild to realize that like you know although that might be what's physically happening in this three-dimensional world on a much more real sense your feelings and your subconscious even, is operating in such a more real way to you. Like Mm -hmm. Whenever you see certain things, you feel a certain way. When you talk to certain people, you feel a certain way. And in a sense, that's almost more real to you than these collective physical things that we've agreed upon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also just the fact that those feelings and emotions are just like it's really just almost an energetic signature and something I always remind myself of is like these emotions kind of transcend time and space, this kind of this thing that connects us uh, between past, present and future. Because anytime you feel this feeling of let's say sadness, maybe that's linked to a feeling of unworthiness, which is also linked to something of your past or present or future. So when you also realize that emotions and feelings are simply energy signatures that kind of help feed or download things into your reality based off of like what your beliefs are or what you associate that feeling and emotion with, then you can kind of transmute and transform that into like a higher vibrational emotion. So instead of grief or despair, like something more joyful or happy or hopeful, um, therefore you're going to tie in things in the future that align with that emotion or even things in the past too.
0: Yeah. And that's a great way to put it because there's like that reciprocal nature of, you know, do, I think the question is, is like, do thoughts create emotions or do emotions create thoughts? Mm. And it's like the chicken or the egg kind of dilemma. <laughs> <It
1: is>.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so what happens is that cyclical nature, it's like, I guess then the reality of it is it doesn't matter which one happens first, all that you need to be a conscious of is that when you have one, it creates the other. Mm-hmm. And so it can create this downward spiral of, you know, negative feelings, which create negative thoughts, which create negative feelings, which create negative thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it, it's like that, you know, it becomes that subconscious imprint on you no matter what it is, no matter what, like, you know, and, it, and the strongest emotions are like that shame, guilt, fear. When you feel those, it creates like that negative spiral starting to occur. It's like you start thinking of times you were ashamed, you were fearful, exactly. and then it mm-hmm. reinvokes it as if it's still alive today. And this yeah. is what goes back to what you were saying, where it's, yeah, it's still alive. Like mm-hmm. it just because you don't see it in front of you didn't mean that it went away. You know, right. maybe the danger subsided. But this is the time that you can kind of go in and it's in a way rewrite your own history by mm-hmm. changing that subconscious programming of what happened and how you feel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like giving it a different narrative um, and that's going to completely transform like what happens anytime. And like they're going forward from that like now moment. That's kind of how I look at it too. Um, I was going to say another thing that you kind of made me think of, but I think I lost it. So I'll probably come back later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Emotions, thoughts. Yeah. Uh, well, something that I was thinking of is like how, you know, if everything's happening right now, then there is no, and this is what comes into the whole feeling st- structure, right? Is we're told there is no past or future. It's all okay. just now. Like there's the infinite now, and, you know, past and future are an essential illusion. And so therefore, if you're able to, let's say, biohack or uh, hack your subconscious into realizing that right now is that future, I have that car, I have that that laptop, I have that Mm -hmm. money, I have that relationship, then you can live as if it's already happening, which makes it occur in your external reality.
1: Yep, exactly. And, you know, Neville talks a lot about like, you know, I don't know if you got to this part or like this really resonated with you, but not so much like thinking of the end, but thinking from the end yeah. and just feeling how it would feel when you have that car, like literally putting yourself in the state of mind, putting yourself in that moment, even of like, what do your seats feel like? You know uh, what color is the interior? What color is the exterior? Like picture yourself, grabbing the handle, getting into the car, sitting in it, feeling the wheel, Um, like all of those physical sensations and emotions that you would feel put you in that moment technically because there is no past, present, or future. And then you automatically like create that energy signature for yourself that just attracts it to you like more and more and at a faster and more rapid rate. Um, you know, with repetition. And even if you like go to sleep doing this every single day or wake up doing this every single day, it's like such a powerful, powerful thing because you then not only start to think as if you're this person with this car, but you're being as if you're this person with this car.
0: Right. And what you're touching on, and this might be a key distinction for people that are going to be researching this or looking this up, is what we were talking about at the beginning was like the law of attraction. And then what this is and what he has kind of laid out is the law of assumption. And mm-hmm. it's like that, uh, that assumption of already being where you want to be right it's it's like if you want a new car don't don't think about having a new car assume you already have it and think about that first like oil change is kind of the way yeah. that he would describe that
1: yeah absolutely and i mean i don't know about you but i even do certain things to just kind of play with it and have fun with it and put myself in that more childlike mind state um so even if you like draw out the symbol of the car that you want and you put it on the steering wheel so when you're looking at your steering wheel you don't see your old car logo you see the new one you know what i mean like stuff like that even though it's a little bit more playful it's still imprinting on your subconscious and your subconscious is believing like oh this is my car because it's a make-believe it's in dreamland it's in like that age of one to seven when you were you know five years old and you were doing stuff like that and you fully believe you know that you were driving that car at five years old.
0: No. And I, and there's, and I have a perfect personal example. There's a, uh, so he tells you to create like a scene, you know, in your yeah. mind of like what you envision. And I don't, I don't want to go into the specifics about this particular thing that I'm trying to cultivate, but you know, I created that scene. And then like you're saying, I even like kind of drew in my notebook, like a couple pictures that would have occurred in that scene. Mm-hmm. And I shit you not, literally two days ago, I've been working on this for four days. Two days ago, I saw that exact picture on somebody's timeline on my Instagram story. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Right?
1: That's so cool.
0: I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is like what he talks about is almost like the key to manifesting. It seems Mm -hmm. like this is what everyone's trying to point to, but he's highlighted like the most, sci- I don't want to say scientific because he doesn't go into it, but the most logically, ad- like, available thing that we have almost.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think if you're, you want to look at it from a science perspective, you're probably going to look more at, like, Dr. Joe Dispenza when he talks about, like, breaking the habit of being yourself or, like, becoming supernatural because he has a lot of science to back it up. Neville kind of comes from a more... It's like mystic, but it's also something that sort of just makes sense and it is logical if you're one of those people that is constantly questioning these things in your head, but has never found the answers because an- another thing is like those answers aren't necessarily going to come from outside of yourself all the time. There are instances that, you know, the universe kind of throws these things at you or like puts you in these um, coincidental places, coincidental, I don't really believe in coincidences, but um The answer is always found within yourself and, you know, your desires are found within yourself. Anything that ever is experienced, I feel like is related to that because we're all just here sort of remembering things.
0: Right. Which is crazy, right? Because, and this kind of goes to the next step of what I was going to actually bring up at some point was, you know, if he, he describes the subconscious essentially as God and I have kind of even extrapolated that further that it even goes to prove that we all are God. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've maybe gotten a little bit in trouble over the holidays by <laughs> kind <Uh-oh>, of yeah. <laughs> telling my parents that I am God.
1: <laughs> They're like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, damn, like come down your egotistical horse a little bit there. It's like, it's like, no, but I'm not just me. It's like, you guys are too
1: yeah
0: and it's it's so it's fascinating that the the chain of events that happens right it's like it's like there's almost a a proclivity to resist that it's like mm-hmm. there's this um sense of like almost not wanting to believe that you could hold so much power within yourself to uh, rewrite the course of your own history and the history almost of the world Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I, I guess a part of me has kind of been you know messing around with this idea and at a level of it is I completely get it like it's a scary thought to fathom like the thought that you could change any aspect of your reality that you choose I mean that becomes like a very difficult problem to handle like Mm -hmm. you know we're in because we are imperfect creatures and arguably the idea of perfect is impossible well I guess it depends how you look at that but yeah you know know, having to take on that massive responsibility I mean it becomes a daunting task and if you're told that you can fix everything maybe that's why people have a tendency to push away from that idea
1: yeah or self-sabotage some people do that as well
0: well, think I. That... go ahead
1: sorry
0: go ahead well I was gonna say like self-sabotage is an interesting thing right it's like yeah is it your subconscious like say that you want a certain car right um say your dream car and everything's lined up for you to get it and you quote-unquote self-sabotage mm-hmm. it's like well is it a limiting belief that caused you to do that or is that just not really the car that you really want do you really want something else
1: Mm, I mean, oof, that's, that can go so many different, I think it is really depending on the person and, you know, I guess what their life direction is, because some people could really be set on like, I want this car, this is my dream car, this is my desire. I think if it's coming from a place of lack, or this will make me happy, that's when it starts to become like, maybe I didn't really want this car. And you know, I think- happiness comes from within you. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, that's a perfect point. And even just in kind of like the way that that's phrased, right, is I want this. Saying that you want Mm -hmm. something implies that you don't have it. Yeah. And so that kind of is that transformation of like the, uh, what is it, the law of attraction into the law of assumption.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think um, a lot of people, I think, we kind of start out our spiritual journey sometimes with the law of attraction, just because it's more mainstream now. Um, but I think the law of assumption is really key. Like that's where it's at yeah. because, you know, the law of attraction is sort of painted of like, Oh, uh, you know, you attract whatever you desire. What you want is already yours. This, that, and third, you know, but you kind of have to come from it of, of perspective that what I desire is already mine. It's already here. And the only thing that is disconnecting me or misaligning me from that desire is me and how I feel, my thoughts, beliefs, and emotions at this now present moment. So I take time out of it, take relativity of certain things out of it.
0: Which this now, I don't expect you to have the the answer to this, but just as a thought experiment, right? If we're able to impact our subconscious mind at such a at such a level the, i guess and maybe i'm already answering my question in my head but i'm gonna ask it anyhow you still need to allow for three-dimensional linear time to kind of orientate almost the universe to present you with that item like if i yeah. fully believe in these certain things like time still comes kind becomes a factor of almost aligning everything else to get it there is yeah how do you view that
1: uh I have a different view. I think if you would have asked me that question maybe like two or three years ago, I'd be like, yeah, you know, A plus B equals C. But now I come from it, or I come at it from this perspective of um, you can get from A to C and B could not even be included if that's not what's supposed to happen along your journey. Um, Because we also kind of get caught up in time and we have to remember that time is technically a limitation in this 3d reality for us if we were living as like from this 4d 5d perspective time would not even be relative so if we have to how should i put this i'm sorry hold on
0: it's all good
1: um sorry i'm having a hard grounding myself lately to be honest I've been receiving so many downloads and so much has been happening in my sleep that I'm like up here so I don't know if you've noticed in this conversation that <laughs> I've had to constantly like come back down to reality <laughs> but okay I got it back now sorry That's so okay. you if you have a desire for something and you're living from the law of assumption you have to take time as a limitation out of the equation because you cannot worry about how or when something's going to happen for you that's only going to keep you from your manifestation. It's creating resistance. Right. You know, Um, because you could have this thing made up in your head of like, oh, this is how it's going to happen. And that could be a limiter in itself. The, The time restriction that you're putting on it, you know, I actually had this conversation with my boyfriend the other day. He's getting really like into crypto and he's making NFTs and stuff now. And he's like, well, you know, maybe like five years from now, I'll build up a team and I'll be good enough to do this. And I've, I would have mastered it enough to get to this point. And I'm like, why are you limiting yourself like that? You could get to that point a year from now. You can get to that point six months from now. You could be a master at it already. And you are putting a cap and a glass ceiling on yourself by thinking of it in terms of time. So right. I think we we ha- we just have to take the when and the hows out of our manifestations. And I think that's why it's also so powerful to just like thinking from the end or, you know, making a vision board and just having fun with stuff like that and not really worrying about that how and when, but just knowing that this is what I desire and this is already mine as long as I'm aligning my thoughts, feelings, emotions and vibration with that and I'm being as if.
0: And that's a really good point, because I'll bring it to a personal example. It's that idea of being a good podcast host. It's like, you know, whenever I, have let's say, looked at or hear other people speak, you know, you hear these self limiting beliefs of because when you're in this space of trying to do what you do, you hear all the positive as well as all the negative, like, it's so hard to be a YouTube uh, producer, it's so hard to be a podcast host, it's, takes at least 30 episodes for you to hit your stride with podcasting. And my mind always flicks to is like, okay, that's a limiting belief. Like, like that you're just setting like a 3d marker for that kind of progression you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And to wrap it back to Neville, it's like, no, it's like, I am the best podcast interviewer of all time already. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. am that. Like it, it, it doesn't, there is no time for this to need to occur and to go back to your A plus B equals C, you know, if I'm a math geek, but B is allowed to equal zero, you know what I mean? So it's even, (laughs) so you are able to, (laughs) you can bridge that gap instantaneously. It's just that predicate, it's that, it's that limiting, it's that limiting belief of just how and that's what comes crazy. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling here. But that's what is so amazing when you kind of listen to people in their And the way they speak is, oh, yeah, it really takes seven years to build a business. Oh, yeah, it really takes this much time to get this much income. Mm -hmm. It's like, how much of that? I mean, it's just to me, so much of it has to be a limiting belief of, you know, what it takes. And I've even heard like, you know, there was times along my journey where, like right now, I'm well, I probably shouldn't say that out loud because it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I what I was gonna say is like over the past, let's say, few months, I haven't had an income, but and I don't want to say that out loud. I didn't want to say that out right. loud to make you don't want to like real. manifest that. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. It's just I am already making the twelve thousand dollars a month that I want, and. But the, the point I'm trying to get at here is, like, as I was kind of saying that, and whenever I've talked to people, it's like, oh, well, why don't you just get, like, a part-time job before blah, 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 And it's like, something has always just clicked with me. It. It's like. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Right. We should be doing what we love, right? All this is just play and for fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so- also, I mean, money's a, another huge thing that I think a lot of people play with in terms of like law of attraction, law of assumption. And you also have to think about all of these things in a different state of mind, in a different context. I'm seeing a lot of light orbs right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like hard for me to like concentrate sometimes because they're all just like, hello. <laughs> um, so in terms of money, like You just have to think about it as also this is an energetic exchange, you know, and you're putting so much energy into like your podcast. And so the energy that you're pouring out into this, you deserve to also get poured into and overflowed with a monetary abundance.
0: Right. And so it's just that providing, right? It's just providing that Mm -hmm. value. How are you able to help? Can you help here? Can you help there? And that's kind of what my fundamental belief has always been is just like, keep providing. And at some point, the universe is going to be like, all right, here you go. Like, yeah. I'll take care of you. Like, here's what you've been looking for. And here's what you need.
1: Yeah. Have you, um, in terms of like these things that we're talking about, aside from going to sleep and doing the vision, visualization manifestations and stuff? Have you done any other things to, like, transform your limiting beliefs just, like, based off what Neville talks about or other ways that work for you?
0: That's a good question. And I kind of have the same question for you. Uh, But the one thing that I notice is, like, throughout my day, I'll catch myself having, like, the limiting beliefs both creep in or negative thoughts. And I'll be very quick to catch them and rewrite them. And be like mm-hmm. no, no 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 that's not that's not what's happening like you know something will happen it's like no that's not that's not what's currently happening uh there's a um he has a i'm not sure which books it in but he's got plenty of people with case studies and the one person said that he his whole visualization was a specific like rec- record music record mm-hmm. and he like visualized himself going into a store owner Being like, hey, do you have this? Him saying yes, him giving it to him, him walking out the door. Mm. Uh, And he said that whenever he went in there. uh, So, in the reality of it, he went in and he said to the owner, um, you know, what is, or do you have this record? And he said, no. And as he turned away, internally, he said to himself, that's not what you said. (laughs) And saw that there was a, poster kind of hanging up like on top of a book thing uh for the record itself and so we turned back to the guy and he's like hey like if you don't have the record you know you should take this down and the guy's like yeah you're right and he goes to grab it and it's actually the record itself
1: (laughs) wow so it didn't happen the way he thought it was how it was gonna happen
0: the how you can't focus on the how right
1: Mm -hmm. but it's, it's great to think about it in detail like he did i think but
0: well, and, and it's I, that, I it's off. that persistence. No, you, you're good. It's, it's that persistence, right? It's that yeah. like when you have those limiting beliefs come in, when you have those little inklings of, well, but it's like, no, you gotta, you have to shut that off and you have to just be as if it is, you know, the mm-hmm. assumption, assuming that it already is, you are where you already need to be and everything's mm-hmm. kind of already flowing in that direction.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, so you um,
0: Sorry, so have guys. you? So have you done like anything outside of, or have you, let's say, kind of tailored his things in a certain way for yourself?
1: Um. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of different manifestation techniques. Um. I really notice the biggest difference and try to focus on what I call like shadow work. But I know a lot of people have a different um, definition for that for themselves. Um. But I mean, I like to work with the moons moons and the full moons we've talked about this too but just setting an intention for myself for that entire moon cycle or that entire month that this is the belief I'm working on these are the manifestation techniques that I'm going to work on with this and I do notice like pretty immediate results um so I know that there's actually a new moon tomorrow um and I always base it off of like what's going on astrologically in my chart and that's like a whole nother thing but you can base it off of that, you can base it off of what chakra, um, you know, you can base it off of, you know, what you want your end result to be. And what limiting belief you believe is blocking you from that or keeping you from that and working on that for 28 days or one moon cycle. Um, And I think, you know, like you said, with the persistence of that and the consistency of that, you'll notice changing um, factors in your external reality, like pretty rapidly, I notice it sometimes, Within one or two days
0: that's, that's crazy and something I kind of wanted to bring up to you about this because we talked a little bit I think about the moon thing in the first episode uh, but it's it, so with this understanding that you know we all are God um, and that we are all you know this our, our subconscious is God, let's say I don't want to say like we are because that implies our physical body as well but our subconscious is God therefore and i'm taking this to an astral place of well then is i i feel like i'm starting to see the separation of like sagittarius aries gemini aquarius is that not just a form of division that then kind of separates you a little bit more or fractures you from that from that initial power of source
1: I think it could sometimes. And I'll be honest with you, like, I I got really, really deep into my studies, like, throughout, um, like, quarantine, when we first quarantined, and like, that whole entire year after that. And I would say within the last six months, I haven't even done any readings, haven't dug much into, like, the transits, like, when people ask me questions and stuff, of course, I'll give them all of the knowledge I know, and I have, but I haven't been as like um, consistent with it as I used to be. And I think it's to look at it from that division and it was limiting me as well. And I was kind of forgetting, like I kind of fell into this darker place, I would say for the past six months and I'm kind of coming out of it now. And, you know, just with full, complete transparency and like authenticity here, I was really believing like, well, everything's faded anyway like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I I kind of started to fall into this thought pattern of like, I don't have control over what happens to me. And, you know, things are destined, things are fated, it's already like fate and free will are one and the same. So why am I even doing all of this stuff anymore? And I had to remind myself, you know, of that. And we were talking about the alchemist um, at one point outside of the podcast one day, and you mentioned uh, when they mentioned in the book, like, I think the biggest, I forgot how they put it, but basically the biggest like con or the biggest um, mislead in life is that you are not the creator of your reality and you are not the creator of your own universe. And for some reason, that just like made me snap back out of it. And I was like, okay, sure, fate and free will could be one in the same still, but free will really, really special thing that we have as human beings that I think is so underrated and we can use that and manipulate that to our ability, not in the bad way, but for studied Dolores Cannon, she talks about how we came here as human beings to learn how to manipulate energy, you know, whatever that okay. may be. So even that's if tripping. there, yeah. So like, even if there is something that's faded for you that maybe is not to your best favor, you can still manipulate that energy somehow, you can manipulate the energy signature of that and rewrite that story or um, change your point of view and perspective and look at it from what is this teaching me? What am I learning from this? Um, Go within yourself, like, it it gets pretty deep. But um, again, I'm still coming out of it now, because I'm not sure why I kind of fell into that thought pattern. But I think it had a really strong purpose for me personally, and just that you know, free will is way more powerful than we even can perceive yet.
0: Right, and I think that even expands onto the human as being so powerful. Yeah. Do you think that connects kind of to what I was saying earlier with the like having that free will of infinity, of being able to create anything?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you ever um, watched the Matrix series or watched the latest Matrix.
0: Just wa- just just watched the uh the newest one that came out uh, two weeks ago. Is yeah, a spoiler it... alert?
1: <laughs> I don't want to drop any spoilers. <laughs>
0: but,
1: you know that was a really good reminder of it because um some of my favorite scenes are those with the oracle, and I know that there weren't many in the last uh, movie. But if you really pay attention to what they're saying, they are dropping so many like truth bombs of what the universe is and how like the matrix or this reality of ours works
0: right no i i remember realizing that in the first one like i remember re-watching it maybe i think i probably rewatched it actually when i was in brazil and it really like it really shows you that the what's the word i'm looking for here that that the illusion that's kind of in this whole three-dimensional grasp grab grasp 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 of reality it's like yeah we're thrown in here the veils kind of pulled over our eyes and we're almost fighting our entire lives to pull it away and to see mm-hmm. the world for what it actually is
1: yeah that's so true absolutely
0: and, and i guess the even further thing is that you're fighting against the machine you're fighting against that veil you're fighting against every person who has you know, said, who has still not seen past the veil that you are the creator. And that it, and it's, and it's fascinating too, because it's like, it's that same idea of, you know, if you like the whole, I am God concept, it's like, when you try to wake up people to that idea and they're not ready for it, they're going to push back against you. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. And that parallels outlined within the matrix itself
1: yeah and and that god is not something outside of yourself like you are inherently god um and i think a lot of that thought also scares people i don't know about you but i think sometimes i witness people like almost like shudder at that uh, sort of thing it,
0: it scares it scares me myself i i mean i it, it it's hard for me still and i i'm coming around to it but when you're the creator of everything. Mm-hmm when everything is a result of your interpretation of the world, like that's a heavy, that's a heavy burden to kind of bear. I mean, obviously you can heal from it. You can figure it out. You can, we get to have fun with it at a certain point, but I still catch myself in, in lap, lasps, lasping back sometimes to like, I get it. (laughs) I get why this is scary for people to believe that they're able to, Create the reality that they want to create.
1: It's very Uh, much red pill, blue pill uh sort of experience.
0: It's the whole, yeah, once you see it, you can't go back. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's so true because it's even if you want to go back, it's like, well, do you really like Mm -hmm. it? It's so it's so difficult in those regards. Do you, do you find yourself catching yourself in those like same thought patterns or is it mostly in other people at this point?
1: Um, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm still human. Like, like I said, for that six months when I was sort of just falling into this fate free will um, sort of battle within myself, I, I don't want to say I forgot I was like the God of my own universe. Cause I, I didn't really forget. I think I was just having a hard time like understanding and grasping how they can still be one in the same and I can still make whatever I want happen with my free will because it's that powerful.
0: They're still one and the same. Sorry, I I think I zoned out a little bit there. No, it's (laughs) okay. That I
1: mean that's I mean, even what I just said is still kind of hard for me to even I I keep trying to change my um neuro-linguistic programming here so I keep saying understand because it's something that you have to understand from within you know this is it's kind of like one of those epiphanies that you'll have that you almost like can't put into words but there can still be two truths even if they do sound as if they're like contradicting each other so fate and free will can be one in the same and you can still make whatever you want happen with your free will because it's that powerful
0: right it's it, you're almost what it sounds like is you're breaking out of even that binary and if you attach yeah. this to like the matrix it's like well you could take the blue pill you could take the red pill you could take both or you could mm-hmm. don't have to take either or you could mm-hmm. take half of one or you could take half of that one yeah and that's i think a huge like kind of and that splinters to infinity essentially
1: yeah and basically like every possible outcome if you think about it from that sense whoops Um, Every possible outcome can be true and can be happening at the same time. Therefore, there is no time. Um, And every single thing is possible. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced deja vu where, and it kind of happens in the matrix sometimes where he's like, something's different, you know, like he experienced that moment and he thought it was going to play out one way. But then there was one distinct thing that made that moment different, that made it have an entirely different outcome and this has happened to me before like in waking reality um, where I'm like oh I've experienced this before I'm having deja vu but that woman wasn't standing there or but this this wasn't this color you know and that sort of helps you understand that there can be parallel realities of this one now moment and it's simply like whatever now moment you're aligning yourself with
0: so do you Do you think that whenever you had that deja vu moment, you were having a different thought? Could you expand a little bit more on that?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I would say I wasn't necessarily having a different thought, but I was more aware. So the only times I've ever experienced this, thankfully enough, I feel like we're in a higher timeline. That's the only feeling I can kind of tune into at that point, because every time I've experience this sort of deja vu it's when something bad is supposed to happen and i kind of feel that for a split second but then i notice or i'm like more aware of not only myself and my internal um dialogue but also aware of the external and what's different there and then that you know maybe negative event doesn't necessarily happen So let's say this woman, I was at a coffee shop, and this woman was supposed to spill coffee in herself at that moment, because that's kind of how I remember it. But then I noticed instead of a hot coffee, she got an iced coffee. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's, you know, we're in a different now moment. We're in a different parallel reality now, because of her free will choice, or maybe because of my free will choice to become more aware of that moment it's still a really trippy thing to break down. And it's still hard for me to even grasp because it happens to you in the moment. And you're kind of just like, what, <laughs> what just happened? Um, but I, as I was watching the matrix, you know, he's, there was one scene, I forget which movie it was because I watched the entire series just so I could like watch the fourth one. And he says at um, a certain point, like something's like this happened before, but something's different. And I'm like, Oh, I felt that like what he was saying. And um, there was another scene where he was talking to the Oracle, which also kind of put things into perspective for me. And she said, we can't see past the choices we don't understand. So if I'm not understanding a certain choice in that moment, whether that be my choice, somebody else's choice, I can't see past that sort of now moment.
0: As in you can't. So that I do remember her saying that, but I mm-hmm. I guess I never really understood what it meant. Right, so it's if you're not sure why you make a choice, you're not mm-hmm. sure then what the outcome of that choice is. Is that the crux of it?
1: I would say yes because again, you have to really pay close attention to her scenes and I even kind of want like want to go back and rewatch them to really like get them to soak in and I can understand find an oracle
0: montage
1: yeah exactly on youtube find the oracle montage on youtube (laughs) from the (laughs) matrix um but you know when she's talking to neo knows already the choices that he's making like when she offers him a piece of candy and he's like well you already know if i took it or not you know
0: yeah um
1: but she is choosing to give him the piece of candy and it's like what if she never made that choice to give that to him? You know, with her free will, that puts her in an entirely different timeline, that puts her in an entirely different reality. And that's how it comes with the fact that like, so- fate can still be a thing and it could be still a true reality, but maybe it's not this reality. Maybe it's not this timeline because of the free will choice that you made at that moment. And if you can't see past that free will choice, like the purpose of you making it, then you won't really know what's to come of it. And I think that's why Neo, like he's presented with these choices at these uh, points in the movie. And he doesn't know why he's making the choice yet, but he's making the choice that feels right to him and feels best. And that's putting him in the best possible outcome of that choice.
0: And I guess that's what kind of comes back to the whole feeling is the uh, secret thing, yeah. right? and you
1: don't know what's going to happen. Like, you might not know why you're making that choice in that moment, but as long as you feel like you're making the right choice for you or what feels inherently best for you and your higher self, let's just say, like if you're making the highest choice for yourself in terms of, let's say, moral, in terms of belief, in terms of love, and not these lower vibrational thoughts, feelings, and emotions, then although you don't know what the outcome is going to be because you can't see past the choice, you can just trust that that outcome or that timeline is a higher timeline only because you chose the higher choice.
0: So then how does this connect to, let's say I choose a certain outcome that I want in podcasting or, in a relationship, or with money, how, because I choose to create that reality as I fall asleep. Is the point, though, that, as I fall asleep, as I wake up, I'm sinking my subconscious mind into this outcome that I desire? Is it that we don't? Here's where I'm trying to, like, kind of connect the dots is, you have to, there are choices that are made in between there. You know, Do I get out of bed with my left foot? Do I get out of bed with my third right foot? Do I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? All the way through yeah. the list. Is it that setting, you have a choice of what you're going to set your external reality to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is the next step that you need to make the decisions that feel the most right in between there? Although you don't know what the outcome is, it's just that you know that with your feeling that you're going to get to that place of, what you're attempting to manifest.
1: That Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I guess that's how I believe it to be right now because those choices seem so small, but from a grander scope of things, that literally puts you in a different timeline, technically speaking. So um, I think you kind of just have to trust and have faith. I know Neville Goddard talks a lot about faith too. So- right if you have faith in the choices that you make and in the knowing that you are making the best choice or you are making the choices that will align you with that end uh, goal, then you can only assume, law of assumption again, that it will eventually put you there. And again, you don't know how many choices you're going to have to make. You don't know when you're going to have to make these choices. So you're taking the hows and the winds out of it again. But you are trusting and you're having faith that in the knowing that this is already yours or that you're already there at that end moment.
0: It's that you're making those decisions purely out of your emotional and that's what's weird, right? Because you're making these choices out of an emotional state. Yeah. Which yeah, is almost I, go ahead.
1: Like an emotional guidance system. That's kind of how I think about it in my head. Like it's like a navigation system.
0: Right. Yeah, because I think there's at least a cultural stigma associated with the concept of well don't make em- decisions when you're emotional but maybe it's mm-hmm. more don't make decisions out of like lower emotional vibrations right such yeah. as fear guilt shame
1: yeah because that can get very chaotic very quickly <laughs> you know because you're basically emotion is energy in motion so any emotional choice that you make is going to have momentum behind it so you have to remember that too so if you are feeling a lower vibrational emotion and you know you probably shouldn't make a choice in that moment because it's going to have more momentum behind it that leads to more lower vibrational things like wait until you're at a more neutral state of mind or wait until you're even a little bit better than that so that it has a little bit better momentum to back you up
0: as in as in making these incremental steps of like okay well this feels just a little bit better than this does right
1: yeah or even just like um i'm kind of thinking at it from this point of say you got an argument with somebody and you're kind of in this like tug of war of like i should text them this or call them or tell them off or I probably should just stay silent until I feel a little bit better so that I don't say anything I regret or, um, you know, because both of those choices have momentum behind them. So you telling them off might lead to this huge argument. You're both going to say things that you regret, regret. Um, you know, you, excuse me, you may get into such a bad argument with somebody that you may not even speak to them ever again. And that's the momentum and the energy behind this emotional choice that you made. And then the other emotional choice is, you know, you guys reconciling eventually, you know, realizing that you misunderstood each other, or maybe there was miscommunication. You know, you're taking your egos out of it, and they're no longer involved. And then that, the momentum of that choice actually is concluded with you guys having an even better relationship than you did before with this person.
0: Through understanding the reasons and rationale that they made, the choices that they made yeah. outside of this emotional state.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I see. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because it kind of feels like, you know, just... And this is what comes back to the feeling of it, is that if you're putting your feeling in that or constantly trying to bring it up, right, um, to kind of this more emotional state, then it's bringing you to that higher timeline, as we were saying. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, everything in life is energy, frequency, and vibration. So our emotions have energy signatures, they're just vibrating at a certain point. And I don't know if I think it's the Hawkins scale of um, like your emotions and the vibrational frequencies of them. And they're literally placed at like, almost like a point system of grief is down here at this, you know, point, and then happiness is up here. So thankfully, I feel like even the higher vibrational emotions also have like, increasingly better momentum behind them because that manifestation just comes much easier to us because we are that of light and love and higher vibrations rather than lower vibrations but you know you just kind of have to remember that whatever vibrational frequency you want to be on you have to stay with that signature if it's leading to a certain end moment um, that you desire so even if we you know, let's go back to the car. Let's say you're sitting in your car and the feeling that you're experiencing is satisfaction rather than a feeling of regret. Regret is a lower vibrational frequency, um, satisfaction or success is a higher vibrational frequency. So you have to kind of do the math on a daily basis with your choices and like what choice is higher, what choice isn't aligning you with that higher timeline constantly
0: right it's it's almost finding ways to continuously put yourself in that higher vibration
1: yeah even and even like not even just with black and white choices cuz i feel like we're like very yin yang right now and like very binary in the terms of what we're talking about but even just doing certain activities or certain daily habits is like really really important such as so like when you wake up in the morning and You know, you do things like, say, I know you have, like, a really solid routine, which is amazing, but maybe somebody does, like, their yoga, their daily meditation, and then they have, like, a breakfast that, you know, just sets the tone for their day, puts them in a solid vibrational set point that has momentum behind it for their entire day to flow right. And then um, on, like, the upside or the downside of it, let's just say they woke up and they're alarm went off really really late so they didn't have time to do their yoga they didn't have time to do their meditation and then they had to like grab a quick like grab and go breakfast there's a certain vibrational set point behind that and there's certain momentum behind that and that's going to change the entire trajectory for that person's day
0: right yeah there's a lot of truth to that it's like you know how you start is it like gets that momentum like you were saying earlier it kind of gets that momentum rolling such in that positive direction towards that goal
1: yeah and you know you have to think about the person that you want to be and what kind of daily habits and daily quote-unquote choices they make and you have to start making them
0: like what well, it as if you are them all right uh,
1: yeah <laughs> i mean yeah exactly you have to be that person like um, right. so- something i've noticed in myself recently is um I I think I told you when we were talking prior to like scheduling the podcast, but I've been going to sleep with the narrative that I intend to wake up in my highest optimal timeline or my best timeline. Um, And then I, when I wake up, I awake in my best highest optimal timeline as well. I saw it on like a TikTok, so I just started playing (laughs) with it. Um, And, you know, I changed the wording up a little bit because the best possible timeline and I think that sometimes we can limit ourselves with possibilities and, um, you know, we kind of have this like silent narrative of our in our head of like, okay, well, this is impossible for me or this is possible for me. And I like to think in terms of like nothing's impossible. So I kind of changed the wording up a little bit. Um, but as I've been doing that, I mean, I told you literally the next day, um, I work a part-time job right now, but... I randomly got a hundred dollar bill from like a person that, you know, just comes in very regularly, like all the time. And I was literally doing what was in my job description. Like I did nothing special for this person and she was just like kind enough. And she was like, you know what? Thank you for always keeping me on schedule. Thank you for always keeping me on time and giving me the right dates and times to come to my appointments. Here's a hundred dollars. Merry Christmas. What? I was doing so this amazing. for like one or two days, yeah. you know? Um, Mm. so that happened. And then also like as a result of, you know, me going to sleep and waking up saying that, I noticed that I started to really step into this version of myself where I've been setting more solid boundaries with people because I had this like um shadow self aspect of people pleasing, which a lot of us have. And got it myself. um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it's a killer.
0: <laughs>
1: it sucks. Um, and, you know, when you start to become aware of it, it's like such a hard pattern to break. Um, yeah. But for some reason lately, I've been a version of myself of really setting these boundaries, like, confidently, compassionately, clearly, concisely with people, consciously, and, like, it feels so good. And And I kind of sat back and thought to myself, like, where is this coming from? I feel like this happened overnight but i think it's really just a um, like a cause and effect of me stepping into my higher timeline with that intention that i had and sorry i know you're going to say something i kind of cut you off so go ahead
0: <laughs> no that was it, i gotcha it no it's a good to reiterate and to keep you know kind of showing how it works in those examples mm-hmm. and where our conversation kind of went and this is what i kind of want to ask you is in the terminology of my highest timeline, does that to me? It feels like it kind of absolves you from creating what you want, or maybe not what you want, but your choice as to what that looks like. Mm, does that I make sense? S- does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Do you? Um, I guess. Do you feel that way about it? Because because when you say my highest timeline. It's very open-ended, you know, for all you know, you could be, you could start working as somebody who feeds, you know, the homeless, which, you know, all power to those people. But if that's not what drives you and motivates you and you would rather be, you know, somewhere else, let's say, I, I feel like that leaves it almost up to somebody else to decide what determines your highest timeline. And with our determination of your subconscious being God and you're the creator of your reality, does that kind of almost absolve you of that power in a sense?
1: Um, I see what you're saying. And it's definitely a good point. Um, I think it really depends on the context that you give it and what you claim as your highest timeline. So I have this um, silent, like, in my head of what my highest timeline looks like. So um, I personally don't feel like it cuts me off or limits me from obtaining anything other than what I desire. But if, you know, Neville Goddard also talks about like, whatever you believe is going to be true. So if somebody else thinks like, well, highest timeline could be anything, it's like any possibility, um, and they're not okay with that, then you just have to like simply reword it to something that like resonates more strongly with you or Um, Or even, you know, simply if you just don't want to put it in words at all and just think about it in terms of, like, visualization or emotion and, like, what you're feeling at that end goal or that end result or how you want to feel every day, Um, I think it's going to have the same amount of, like, power in my head. Like, have you tried anything like that that, like, resonates with you?
0: Well, I think what you said there kind of, you know, made it kind of answer the question is that you have already defined what your highest timeline is you've already defined what that is and now you've kind of just associated I guess a phrase that resonates the most with you as to what as to just feeling into all those things
1: yeah yeah okay because go ahead sorry
0: well I was gonna say that like for personally you know I every morning every night well not every night but every morning I at least write you know out the whole let's say script of you know, where I'm at financially with the podcast, relationship with you know, all those different things. Right. And so I guess if I were to sit down and kind of cultivate that scene, like Neville did, it might be a little bit more difficult because I'd be running like through a whole day in the life, so to speak. Yeah. Versus just having your own, <clears throat> excuse me, like your own, uh, what do you want to call it? your own phrase that you can just go to like my I'm in my highest timeline I am in the you know future that is for me I am in you know all of these things being checked off at the same time Mm -hmm. is is that kind of how you I guess see it a little bit more or maybe that's how I'm interpreting it
1: Uh, I would say so yeah like I think the scripting is also a really good point um, because a lot of people do use that as a manifestation technique and they'll script to like the utmost detail of what they want their life to look like and then they'll read that every night or every morning which is also a really powerful tool um I have tried that I don't really do it as much it's just not something that resonates with me personally as much I kind of like to set it in terms of like simple affirmations that I can affirm myself every morning every night throughout the day um and it, it kind of is sort of like an umbrella term but it's something that I've given such a powerful definition to that like I know what it means for me so yeah like if if I kind of had to put it in simplest terms that's sort of what it is
0: okay and so it's okay yeah because I just I guess I wanted to you know bridge that gap between just my highest timeline because when you kind of say that it kind of And maybe this is a good uh, wrap up on our conversation from the episode three or two Two. where, yeah, yeah, where it was like, oh, well, like my highest timeline, but there needs to be some concrete like thing kind of below that almost where it's like my highest timeline feels like the feminine aspect of it where it's just is it's chaotic is Mm -hmm. versus you need that masculine like well my highest timeline includes this, 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 and that.
1: Yeah, like the container and what what holds that feminine creation. And I think what also helps is I have my vision board like right next to my bed almost. So I kind of see it when I wake up. I kind of see it when I go to sleep. Um, And so just sometimes seeing that, and I know my subconscious mind is like taking constant notes of that as well. Um, That's just sort of the context that I give it. So I think everybody needs to like, kind of give that higher self or that higher timeline some sort of context so that you kind of know what you're aligning with. There's some sort of direction there, and it's giving it a container, that masculine energy. Um, But, you know, your subconscious is still creating it. Um, You're also still being assisted by the universe as well because it conspires in your favor. Um, But, you know, leaving things kind of open-ended does sort of lead to any sort of possible outcome. So I think that's also the importance of like solid masculinity.
0: Is to be able to give you that sense of direction.
1: Yeah. That sense of security, direction, safety. That is what masculine energy is. And um, I think it might be a little probably easier for men to do this just because they have that natural energy within them. Um, Sometimes a lot of women are just very go with the flow and they don't have as much of a direction or maybe they don't know what they run into a lot of women. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but like um, some of my friends even are like, you know, I want to be super happy and successful and I want to have a purpose in life, but I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want to do, you know? And I think it's like, you have to sort of think a little bit more from the conscious mind of that in that sense and figure out, you know, what experience, outer experience is linked to that feeling that you want to have.
0: Right. Right. I, I think there's uh, two things that come to mind are the first one is self awareness of, mm-hmm. you know, what do you enjoy doing? Where do you find yourself in those highest vibrations of communication or like doing. And for me yeah. personally, it's, I found myself in high, you know, vibrations, high vibes whenever yeah. I was having like very meaningful one-on-one conversations. And right. so, over time i was like well what do you do with that it's like you record it and put it out there for everyone to hear yeah and so i think that's the first thing and the other thing is probably getting out of you know if you don't know it's to me it sounds like and i'm sure everybody's different on this to me it sounds like it's they're coming from a place of fear or maybe shame guilt a lower vibration in a sense where Maybe they have, you know, blockages that are preventing them from seeing the bigger picture. You know, they have those stories that they've told themselves about themselves. Um, and it's just so deeply ingrained that maybe they need to go to bed thinking, you know, I am doing what I love, even as abstract as that may be. Yeah. That will lead them to finding what they do love doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Actually, like another affirmation that kind of made me think of is I am paid to be me and I think a lot of entrepreneurs should really like sit with that and use that affirmation a bit more constant because I mean essentially the conversations that you have are coming from you they're coming from your personality like you know you're this masculine container of the direction of where these conversations are going and stuff and you're just being you And so um, I actually did a manifestation technique last night from a more financial point of view. Um, I got like a bunch of checking deposit slips from my bank. I initially went there with the intention to get uh, like an actual check. Um, It was like another TikTok manifestation technique I saw for the year of 2022. And it was like one bank teller in there and she was busy. And then there was like another person waiting in line, but I saw these checking deposit slips and I was like, okay, I'll just grab one. But then I ended up grabbing four. So I'm like, I don't know what made me do that. But I broke it down to each quarter of the year and exactly how much I wanted to deposit for each of those quarters. And it's just increasingly getting bigger. Um, slept with it under my pillow, uh, my bank account numbers on there and everything. So it's, it's real, it's physical in my head. But what I also did was like in all the empty spaces of this checking deposit s- slip, I put abundance and prosperity affirmations of I am paid to be me I live a prosperous life like all of these things just reaffirming that to myself Um, and again I just think that's like a really really powerful thing for a lot of entrepreneurs because I know that they struggle sometimes with like well what am I going to do with my life what direction am I going to take my life I just know I want to work for me and you just have to reaffirm to yourself I am paid to be me and even if that thing you love doing doesn't necessarily have, um, a job description or a job title yet, you can co-create that for yourself. You know, like a lot, like 10, 15, 20 years ago, a podcast host was not technically a job title. Like nobody was buying houses saying like, oh yeah, I'm a pod. Yeah. You know, but people have co-created that career for themselves and people can still do that. They have to remember that. You know, being a YouTuber wasn't a thing back then. Being a podcaster wasn't a thing back then. Being a TikToker wasn't a thing back then. But now we have created this thing for ourselves.
0: Right. And first of all, I love that idea of uh, getting the bank checking slip. I, I think I'm going to yeah. go do that on Monday. I'm going to go pick up one of those. Yeah. And even that, you know, that just sounds so authentic too. I love that affirmation of I am paid to be me. It, it's so just concise subtle and it resonates you know it yeah. has everything in there that is you know what you want to be I mean it's it, it's probably the it's a very resonating affirmation of almost self-fulfillment in a sense mm-hmm. where it's 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 everything kind of just put into that one that one statement or that one idea
1: yeah so I, I think
0: I think that's powerful for a lot of people uh, you know there's probably powerful for anybody to want to take them take their self to that more like holistic place almost
1: yeah and i i mean i really just i think i was i heard it on a conversation with um i don't know if you follow aaron dowdy and um heather activation vibration they were talking uh, about it maybe and i think that's where i first heard it And I was like, yeah, you know, I just want to get paid to be me like I don't necessarily want to have such a strong structure of like this is my job title and this is what I do because I love doing so many things, but I just want to be paid to be me. That's, that's just it and I think a lot of us part of being you is what you're passionate about and a lot of us want to get paid for what we're passionate about, or for the things that we create if we're artists or speakers or writers and. It can house so many people's passions and purposes that I think that's really like a strong affirmation. We just have to start implementing more.
0: Just got to take it, take it on. Yeah.
1: yeah. Write it on your forehead. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Get a little <laughs> tattoo down a here. A little tattoo. A yeah. little tat. <laughs> it's just a little tatted. Uh, Something I'm thinking of, and I'm not sure if you want to go into it, but on our last podcast, we also talked about Salem a little bit. Oh, yeah. And- i know there have been a few developments do you have any interest in talking about that yet
1: yeah sure for sure um so yeah i finally i don't know if you guys listened to episode two yet but that probably would help
0: more encouragement to go listen
1: yeah get a background story of why i had to go to salem massachusetts (laughs) um but i went at the end of october and um it was definitely an interesting experience we did kind of the touristy things and stuff but I felt like something was missing the entire time I was there and I didn't know why I was there. And I think this also ties into like, we keep, we can't see past the choices that we make. Um, did not know why I was there. I thought something maybe would happen, but then there was like this inherent thing inside of me that was telling me like, you're not going to know now, like nothing big or spectacular is going to happen for you to know exactly what's going on, but I was staying open, and I was staying, you know, hopeful to whatever I needed to experience there, you know, I set my intentions prior to going and stuff, but um, on the very last day, I talked to an intuitive, I talked to a psychic, and she sort of picked up on that energy right away, and she's like, you're not going to know what you were here for, for until months from now, you know, and it might just be something so underlying that it's just unblocking a certain aspect of your consciousness or a certain aspect of your soul that you're just simply not even aware of yet. And you just have to go with it. And, you it know,
0: like, go ahead.
1: Um, I was just saying, like, I just, I'm just kind of sitting with that still, to be honest, still don't know what the purpose of me being there was. I'm just sort of trusting that, you know, whatever had to happen on a metaphysical level happened. Um, And I possibly could have had like a past life there and I had to go back just to, maybe finish something up or just feel the way I feel now there Um, and I also did pay my respects to the people that were um, you know executed and stuff so what
0: what are the like the things to do there like if I was to go to Salem what what are Um, the tourist things
1: well definitely the best or the most fun time to go of course is like October and around Halloween Um, we did the Salem Witch Museum which was cool it's like a very quick experience though that wasn't my favorite thing while we were there Um, we went to the House of the Seven Gables that's another really popular like attraction that was probably my favorite um, just because it had so much history there and the scenery was like beautiful Um, they were telling the stories of you know the people that lived there and stuff Um, beautiful house as well and There's also the Salem Witch House, which is also another house with a lot of history behind it. And there is, I'm trying to remember, is it Essex Street? I think that's like the main street where everything is, like all the shops and the psychics and like people dressed up. It was, you know, just kind of like a fun thing to do over a couple of days. I have definitely have been other places that are like more eventful, I guess you could say um but i think if you're just like really into halloween or if you have like a purpose of being there like myself then it's definitely a place you want to visit
0: if like something's calling to you
1: yeah it's definitely yeah. something like, to go check out yeah like in my case it, the universe was obviously calling me there for a certain purpose so i went there and i you know wrapped up whatever i needed to wrap up i guess <laughs> um and the you know i circle. feel better yeah it probably was something more karmic but Um, I feel better now saying that I was able to go. Um, I do kind of feel like uh, something's not empty anymore. Like I was able to close something out or I was able to complete something. Um,
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So maybe I'll have a better like understanding of that. Maybe like the psychic was saying, or maybe it'll show up on a more physical level and I'll finally understand why. But right now it's more of just like a silent feeling Um, and I'm just kind of happy and satisfied that I was able to go.
0: Well, that's all. I mean, anything yeah. you can do to you know feel a little bit more complete or satisfied, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's worth its you know weight in itself.
1: Absolutely, very grateful for that. And I mean, you probably have experienced that just like going to Brazil or other places <laughs> you've been called to go because I know you're traveling. Yeah. Why is that? Because <laughs> as
0: you, <laughs> well as you were <laughs> as you were saying, you were just like. Yeah, I'm not really sure why it went da da, da 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 And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, just as in this conversation, I was thinking to myself, like, "Damn, I felt that same way about Brazil." Like, really, <laughs> I felt that same way about Porto de Allegri. Like, I was having like little mini flashbacks of like, you know, when people would ask me, like, "Oh, what are you doing in Porto de Allegri? Like, "Why are you here?" My answer was like, "I don't know." I,
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, yeah.
0: So yeah. I don't, I don't know, but. Uh, you know, to your point, it did feel kind of like you know, I I got to see that, I got to live by myself, I got to experience that, yeah. you know. And I'm down to go back to Brazil at some point for certain things, but maybe it's you know, like you're saying, maybe there was just like a completion that needed to happen there, or I don't know, maybe 2021 was wrapping up in a weird way for I. It's hard to put into words.
1: Mm -hmm. and you know actually that made me think of uh, something I was talking about with one of my best friends recently Um, she recently just moved to Spain and she was living in Colorado prior to that and she's like I feel like there's this identity of me attached to Colorado and then I feel like there's an identity of me attached to Spain and then I was talking to her about like well you know there's this thing in astrology called astrocartography um, and essentially there are certain planetary points mapped out on the earth that trigger certain aspects of your chart, therefore triggering certain aspects of you, your personality, your life. Um, and so I was like, well, that's, that's actually a thing. Like there is a version of you that is more um, active in Colorado. And then there's a version of you that's more active in Spain. And there's parts of you that are more awakened in these places. Um So I think as we go to these places that are calling us for whatever reason, we are awakening or maybe unblocking or triggering certain aspects within us that, again, we might not even understand yet, but there is something happening on a metaphysical level that we just have to trust and have reason.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that because I grew up in Pittsburgh, went to college in Florida, first Mm -hmm. job was in California. And in a sense, I have felt that shift kind of occurring in my life as well, where, well, I don't feel like, and it wasn't like I wasn't being authentic or I was, you know, I was being authentic. I was being myself, but it felt like every time I go to these new places that there was a little bit of, a little bit of a shift, you know, and I, I think I internalized it as like, oh, I'm just maturing, you know, becoming more of who I am. But there mm-hmm. still is a little bit of like that, you know, push and pull of things like of, of feeling certain ways in certain areas. And, and so the question I guess I would have is, is it the people that are there, that kind of invoke that feeling or that shift that you have? Or is it this metaphysical area of space in, you know, this three dimensional reality?
1: Um, I definitely think there's truth to both because in terms of consciousness, we have these like collective consciousness clusters, and then we have like this big collective consciousness of the earth. So I think that's true in that, you know, you kind of start to think like the people in that city or, um, even start to speak like the people in that city or act like it, you know, you start to take some of that, um, energy signature, let's just say, um, but then I think there's truth to the other part too, where, you know, it is this point or this pool in space that has this certain energy that, you know, is just triggering something within you. Um, and you also kind of have to think of it in terms of like time and space being kind of the same thing as well. I know I'm probably going to really rack somebody's brain with that one, but um yeah. You know you're almost like stepping into another dimension or you're stepping in stepping into another parallel reality because you chose this certain destination you you chose this certain time and space to be here or there um therefore you know it's aligning you with a different timeline it's aligning you with a different path and a different version of yourself
0: and i guess is that it's aligning you with a different version of yourself Based on where you're choosing to live, essentially, yeah, or where you're trying to move,
1: yeah, where you're trying to move, where you're trying to live. Um, you know, a lot of people for some reason always think I'm from California. Um, even when I'm there, like I'm going back the first week of February, like some of the locals there, they ask me what part I'm from, and I'm like, I'm from the East Coast. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm not from here. Even people here, um, will ask me where I'm from. Um, I was actually talking to a California native and she was like, you know, the way you just talk and carry yourself, you just remind me of somebody from home. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that, you know, I don't know if that maybe started after I came back from there and I started to take on some of that energy or maybe that's just maybe eventually where I want to live. So I'm aligning myself with that energy and that version of myself that lives in California. Right. Um, so you know, there's this certain identity or this certain person or version of myself that lives there. Let's just say in this now moment. Um, but right now, in this 3D reality, I'm living on the East Coast, and I, in my head, can just act as if I'm in California right now, doing a podcast with you.
0: Because I mean, that's how you gotta assume it, right? To yeah, that's how happen. you have to assume
1: it. So then, there's this version of me here now. But then I could assume that, oh, I'm I'm stuck here on the East Coast um, or, you know, whatever negative or limiting belief I have with that. And I could be acting as if from that. And that could have a totally different personality behind it. Right. Your personality is, yeah. Your personality is what makes up your personal reality. So there are always shifts with that.
0: Which is pretty crazy in itself. i never thought that i like that little play on the words uh your person oh, yeah. personality, personality makes up your personal reality
1: joe dispenza love him. that's a joe Dispenza <laughs> one <laughs> yeah that's a joke that was a i think becoming supernatural that was in that book okay the book i read from him
0: i've read that one but i don't i guess i don't remember i'll have to yeah. get to like breaking the habit of being that's the next one oh, on my that's, list
1: that's honestly out of the two books i prefer that one yeah um, because becoming supernatural is more like, uh, a self-healing book where um, whereas breaking the habit of being yourself is reconditioning your brain and retraining your subconscious to, okay. you know, change your personal reality. So
0: I'm going to get, I'm going to get Joe on the, uh, on the podcast at some yeah. point. Yeah. Joe, That's what's a part up? part of the manifestation.
1: You got to join Clayton on the podcast soon. yeah
0: <laughs> Putting that energy out there. Yeah. He's,
1: he's listening right now. <laughs>
0: it's all happening right now right it is it is oh <laughs> uh, well i don't have anything else that i'm thinking of uh, i think it's a great part to wrap it up uh yeah. you'll definitely have to let me know um if you make it down to san diego because i should be in san diego around that time at least oh, I'm hoping.
1: Cool. are you living yeah. there right
0: now no right now i'm in my back in pittsburgh my parents okay cool,
1: i was cool, supposed cool.
0: to be in brazil but you know as life just so happens you know
1: sometimes it redirects
0: you things are out of your control and all you can do is keep a positive uh vibe about it right yeah
1: just don't worry about the how and the when don't worry about
0: that well and that kind of maybe even goes back to our point is that i wasn't supposed to go back to brazil maybe like maybe everything i got from porto Alegre was all that i kind of needed at the time
1: yeah i mean the universe has a very funny way of letting you know certain things that's for sure
0: damn i actually didn't even put that together until now <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like ooh, epiphany
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so maybe maybe i'm done with brazil for a little bit i don't know yeah maybe. we'll see what happens yep. yep see what happens gotta gotta re recondition to subconscious so yeah reassess
1: we'll... reawaken you know become more aware of what's going on now and what you want i guess yeah are you doing there... anything for the new year to do that
0: um how do you mean Like,
1: like, do you, I know, I don't want to say um, resolutions because that has a negative connotation. Nobody follows those, but (laughs) maybe (laughs) are you like manifesting anything or like creating a vision board or scripting anything for the new year?
0: Yeah, I'm scripting. Uh, I've got some things I've like written down on. um, What's it called? Uh, Like goals that I would like to have, Um, but they're not very concrete. And i what's your opinion on this? Uh, what's your opinion on like putting timeframes associating timeframes with uh, like certain things occurring, like by February, I'll have this by, you know, like you were saying in the first quarter, I'll have that.
1: Yeah. So uh, I did think that while I was doing it last night um, and I was writing out my first checking deposit slip from January 1st to March 31st, 2022. And um I put that date down, I put my name, I put my bank account number, I put the monetary balance that I wanted to deposit, or I wanted to see deposited. And I put a plus sign next to it, because I didn't want to not only cap myself at that amount, I was basically, that plus sign means like, bare minimum, this is what I'm making in that three months. Um, And then also because I had the timeframes following after that. So like April to June, it's a bigger increase of money. Um, I think just, you know, that was just a sign or a symbol to the universe that my income is exponentially increasing. Um, the timeframes just kind of give it a container. It's not necessarily that I'm capping myself at that time frame, or that anybody else could be capping themselves. It's just a container and maybe just a guideline of when you would like to reach a certain goal or have a certain end moment. Um, But I think that, you know, whether you're scripting or whether you're just kind of visualizing or um, manifesting this for yourself, you have to say like, bare minimum, this is the amount of time that it'll happen or sooner. Like always add that um, sort of objective, a contradictory statement so that the universe you know knows that this could happen or you're implying that this could happen at this moment or sooner or you're having this amount of money or more you know what I mean um, so I think just putting that small amount of detail in there also just reaffirms the intention reaffirms the assumption of it um, but never ever ever put a cap or a time frame on something because it could happen sooner um, it could happen tomorrow like it's really just a matter of aligning with a certain reality
0: So th- so then is there like if you're doing something like visioning of some sort, mm-hmm. would you write or would you like work into it the date on the clock or something? Like you could.
1: how yeah, you could put that in your visualization as just like a small detail of you looking at the clock and it being a certain time um, but, I think really just staying with the assumption of it happening that time or sooner is probably the key of that.
0: Okay. And so again, it's like I don't have all before the date. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Does anybody.
1: <laughs> I know. Right.
0: we <laughs> <laughs> were just kind of what? Just meddling around trying to figure out what's going on.
1: We're all just trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The, the The date is something that I've been trying to figure out. A little bit more if i because again it's the whole it's that balance between the feminine and masculine where the masculine's like it's going to happen at this time versus the feminine being like well within this time frame or yeah, the feminine exactly. being like it could happen at any point but yeah you know it
1: But i think in our minds it's like oh is this even possible in this time frame like we start to um put limitations on it or like like you said earlier it takes seven years to create a solid business it could take somebody a year. Uh, so much can happen in a year, and we just have to remember that. And um, if even if it sounds realistic to you, like just rewrite your story and rewrite that belief, because whatever you believe is going to be true. If you believe it takes six months to build a solid business, you'll have a solid business in six months. Right. You know, if it that's just what it is. Everything is literally created from your mind.
0: And that was something that I've like been working with is to create like that, you know, exponential ladder is like start with something that seems like reasonable but just like a little bit more you know like you know if it's you know a small increase in something and then you know keep playing with that and kind of pushing your limits as to your you know fundamental belief because you tell anybody you're like oh you're gonna have a million dollars tomorrow it's like the average person's gonna sit there and be like okay that's that's bs like that's bullshit (laughs) but yeah but then it's like but that should be possible right if anything's possible then i should be able to manifest a helicopter dropping you know a million dollars out of the sky i actually it's actually hilarious i say that because there was a video yesterday where the helicopter these guys were like stealing money and their helicopter was like going down (laughs) and (laughs) i see they're like oh we're gonna lose like altitude you gotta push money out and they're like we're gonna drop 50 million dollars just like in the middle of nowhere
1: (laughs) money's falling out of the sky yeah
0: (laughs) i don't think it to myself like okay so it is possible like
1: yes, you never know there could be a helicopter hovering right. around your house <laughs> exactly yeah
0: it's like uh are you a spongebob fan
1: yes yeah
0: yes. <laughs> easy yes. yes there's that magic conch episode have you seen it yes. yeah Yes. <laughs> where yep. it's like the magic conch is just telling them to kind of like sit in the field and they yeah. were sitting there like, what are you guys just doing sitting here? Like, we got to go get food, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, consult the magic conch. And <laughs> <Yeah>. then <laughs> yeah. they're like, food will fall out of the sky. And they're like, what the hell? And then it's literally a plane flying by. And it's like, you got to drop the load. And it's just like all these picnic supplies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, you don't know how it's going to happen. And even if you do have to play with small stuff like that, like you're saying, it really helps to build a stronger foundational belief. And then right. that allows the universe to conspire even more in your favor. So uh, if you're practicing visualization and you're having a really hard time, like even realizing that a certain outcome is possible for you just because of what it is or the time frame that you're expecting it to happen in or whatever, start with something so small. Like I used to play with visualizing, getting free cups of coffee and stuff all the time. And I kid you not. I, I get random cups of coffee from Starbucks all the time of somebody paying in front of me or you know they're like, oh we actually made the wrong drink and um, you know we don't know how, who else to give it to so here you go um, So even if you're doing that or just I know uh, I don't know if Neville Goddard is the one that talks about this or if it's somebody else, but I think they said to visualize like a yellow ladder as you're falling asleep and then just wait for it to pop up in your external reality and when you notice, this yellow ladder that helps to really reaffirm that strong foundational belief of okay i can really create whatever i want because this is something so small but yet here it is
0: yeah i think uh his thing was it might have been actually climbing the ladder was it climbing okay because it gets that visual like feeling involved yeah. of like your maybe hands i moving maybe up i it.
1: was the one visualizing yellow
0: <laughs> yeah. i was
1: putting more detail into
0: it that was the tr spin <laughs> it was the tr spin <laughs> well and it was funny because the i told my brother this who's my brother's very very analytical aerospace engineered like he's oh, very yeah, yeah. He's and yeah it, i need to get him on the podcast but um well I'm not going to go into too much detail about that, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: he'll be on,
0: he'll be on, <laughs> he'll be on, he'll be on. I'm going to manifest him on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, we, what was it? Oh, when I first like came across the Neville Goddard thing, the night I went to bed, uh, we were skiing the next morning. And so I told myself like, okay, um, I'm going to find a hundred dollar bill on the ski slopes tomorrow. And, you know, visualize myself putting it in my pocket, the whole thing. So I did that as I fell asleep. Mm-hmm the next day we're skiing and I ski ahead of my brother and I like kind of stop a little bit and like turn around and wait for him. And I'm like looking up the mountain and he comes and stops right beside me. And he goes, Ooh, what is this? He looks down and picks up a wallet. And I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck just happened? Like, yeah, he's like looking at it and he's like ready to turn it in. I'm like, wait, just check if there's a hundred dollar bill in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. find <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and i could tell by the way i said it that it, he like kind of built up some resistance as to like yeah. is clayton gonna keep this money if it's in there and <laughs> yeah. and so i like didn't push it right. uh but he like f- kind of flicked through it and it looked like it was at least a hundred dollars and uh, yeah he ended up turning it into like patrol and everything yeah and, and then i told him this whole story of like you know neville goddard and then this and he's like so you would have kept the money if like it happened i was like <laughs> No,
1: I that wasn't was
0: no, that wasn't part of it. I didn't manifest the wallet, just the money. <laughs> yeah,
1: I manifested finding the money, I didn't manifest keeping the money. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, and so and so that came across what was it called? Uh, Brazen Impudence. Impudence, oh, I've okay. only read it, and so okay. the common thing is, is, is this, and this actually goes back to that picture I told you about how I drew that picture and then saw someone take a picture of it and, you know, on my Instagram, uh, it's, it's like, it, it, I'm still trying to figure it out. But the core concept is, is that, yeah, it's like, it's the universe saying like, yeah, you figured out the secret, but it wants you to be more persistent in it. Like mm-hmm. you need to fully believe in it. Like you're, it, it's like saying, okay, like, you know, it's real, but you don't fully, yeah. like, you don't feel like that it's real.
1: A small blockage still in your yeah and you gotta figure yeah. out what it is <laughs> it's
0: exactly yeah <laughs> that's exactly like what i i think that's essentially what brazen impudence impudence i hope i'm pronouncing that right I'll i've only seen it written it yeah okay well because i posted the story on reddit and there's like a neville goddard reddit and yeah, the, the first it, it i it's good to like get in there and figure it out, see the success stories, but yeah. it's one of those things where it becomes a hole that'll just suck you in if you yes. stay too long. Yeah. And so I posted my story, and the guy was like, "Oh, bras and impudence. Like, this is what happened. Like, research bras and impudence, and like you're on the right path. Just keep doing it." And I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, cool." And so, yeah, you know, that's where it that's led me reaffirm, down.
1: Like- reminder that you know you're learning it and you're doing it right but you know as a human being we still have these things that we have to work through um like i mean if we had the keys to make a a million dollars in a year we would have done it already you know what i mean but right we have to unblock those things in our subconscious or rewrite those stories or limiting beliefs so that we can get there um and of course that does take sometimes some time but you know (laughs) sometimes 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 (laughs) time so, you know, time being a limitation and all, but like you can do that today. You know, you can have that epiphany or that realization or that sudden, you know, unblockage today and make that tomorrow.
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, I truly, I truly believe that, like, because you can kind of feel it at a certain level that yeah. there is like, especially with how, com it, the more complex maybe you make this visualization or the scene, you can feel that there's like, there's, those little doubts that creep in throughout your day. And this is the crazy thing that I've noticed is throughout my day, I'll notice these little like negative thought processes that are the opposite of what that, that manifestation I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. And so it's taking that second to be like, wait, no, 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 that's not what happened. This is what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and it's just, it's so fascinating to me how it's like, you know, just staying persistent with it, be consistent, just keep pushing forward and it'll like kind of happen or have faith that it'll happen.
1: Yeah. Isn't it like, um, I, I don't know where I heard this from, but they say like, it takes three positive thoughts to eliminate one negative one or something like that.
0: I've heard something like seven. that too.
1: Seven. Oh God. I hope you can't hear my stomach growling. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> um, my metabolism so fast. I literally just ate, um, but, or maybe it's like seven positive thoughts for one negative one to like eliminate it but you know the consistency and the persistence it will really pay off in the long run
0: and that's a good that's a good reminder i think that you know if you've built up this lifetime of you know i'm poor (laughs) you know you need to build up a lifetime of i'm rich Mm -hmm. you know it's not going to just happen overnight that you're going to be able to just imprint this subconscious belief and if anyone's still a little weary on this first of all I admire you for sticking around to the end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but as another like anecdote, I know that there's conversations about people who it goes both ways. They're un- they're not intelligent or, you know, they're not they are unintelligent yet they have a ton of money or they are intelligent and have no money. And it goes back to that conditioning of the subconscious of You being able to imprint into your subconscious behavior, it's like, well, if you're dumb and just have all the money in the world, you know what I mean? It's like, you can Mm -hmm. be all these things without the need to be intelligent. Like you can have what you want without, because you don't need to know the how you just have to have that vision of it being reality and feeling that that vision is reality.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see it all the time. Like people blow up overnight or they get rich overnight over sometimes like the most pointless things on social media I don't want to say pointless because you know they had a purpose for them but um like things that you'd never expect to like go viral or um make that amount of money um it just it happens all the time like we literally see it all the time
0: yeah and it's probably just that belief structure at some point it's like you know maybe that person believed hard enough that they were going to be go viral Mm
1: -hmm. excuse
0: me at one point and it's just like The universe finally was like yep here you go
1: here you go there it is you know and it's uh, a yeah i was gonna say they like the universe can only give you what you assume
0: right i mean it's it's so powerful in that regards and i feel like i've been seeing since since being exposed to this like whole subconscious creates your reality i feel like it has put so much more stuff in perspective Mm -hmm. of when people say stuff or things occur, like, you know, whenever people say like, Oh, like um, I'm thinking, who am I trying to think of? I think like it was Marilyn Monroe. And I think she was recorded saying like, you know, when she was younger, people always told her like, you're not going to make it as a Hollywood actress. You're not going to do that. Or it was her, she was in an interview and they were saying that and they're like, well, like what got you past this? And she was like, well, I just dreamed harder than they did. Like she was able to, and it's all these like little things that kind of hint that it's just like you're whatever you're programming into yourself at night, I think, especially I, and I think that's something we probably don't give it, not give ourselves enough credit for is like those like things that we go to sleep with is what we take to bed and imprint on ourselves for like the days and for the rest of our lives to come.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It has an immediate effect, especially I think like, um, uh, did you uh, really catch when Neville was talking about how you feel when you go to sleep?
0: A little bit, but remind me.
1: So um, he talks about basically, you really have to pay attention and be aware of the feelings, emotions, thoughts that you experience as you're falling asleep because they're going to have an immediate imprint on your subconscious mind because you're floating from beta to theta brainwave state. Um, and there was a time recently, I think maybe last week, um, I went to sleep and I was feeling pretty frustrated about something that I didn't really externalize because I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go to sleep. I'll forget about it in the morning. Not a big issue. But as I fell asleep with that feeling of frustration and like slight anger. Um, I experienced a psychic attack, honestly, that night. I've had experiences before. I don't know if I should get that much into it. Cause I already know we're like an hour, 40 minutes into the podcast and we're like, no, now we're talking it. about psychic
0: attacks. <laughs> <laughs> we we um, can go as long as we can. Go for it. So,
1: you know, I have noticed that I experienced these negative psychic attacks where I experience lower vibrational beings. Whenever I go to sleep in a lower vibrational state. And, um, you know, I had this, it was kind of a dream, but I know I was in between worlds because I was in my bedroom. Um, And I know I was in primarily my subconscious. And that just goes to show like your feelings, your thoughts, your energy is having an immediate imprint on your subconscious. And that immediately manifested for me. Because when you're solely in your subconscious, there is no time. There is no space. Like things are almost immediate because they're so metaphysical. Um, So I actually woke up from that that night. I actually perceived one of my ancestors who was talking to me in Spanish, telling me to like use my crystals to basically protect myself. Um, So it was this whole trippy experience. But um, that really just goes to show like you really need to pay attention to what you're doing. What you're feeling, what you are thinking as you're floating in between these brain waves and these worlds, essentially, because you're in this like entirely different, like metaphysical world.
0: Yeah, you're almost becoming in contact with the world that creates your external world, Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so, what, how do you, in so I guess I've kind of heard people talk about, let's say, psychic attacks before. I, the only symptoms I've ever heard of are if you're feeling like drained. And so I've, I've felt that before, but like, you know, people have said, Oh, you're probably getting psychically attacked. And part of me kind of resonated with it, but I never really knew exactly what they meant by it. Are Um, you able to go in more detail about it?
1: So it's definitely something I'm still trying to understand as I am on this journey of trying to unblock my intuition and abilities that I've been told I am trying to remember from past lives. Um, and they're, this is like becoming more reoccurrent. So that same night prior to going to sleep, I did feel like a pain in my like upper shoulder area when I was around certain individuals that I, I don't wanna say not prefer to be around, I don't know how to put this, like they uh, individuals that just take a lot more energy to be around. Let's just put that way. Yeah. Um, maybe energy, energy vampire sort of vibe. But I'll just put it in that context because <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. But um, And I knew at that moment, like I was kind of aware that this could not be the energy in my field that I'm feeling a physical sensation of pain ab- over or about. Um, and I think it's coming from something outside of myself immediately after I left um, this event where these people were, I didn't feel it anymore. I was in my car driving home and that physical pain dissipated. So I could only assume that that was sort of a psychic attack. And, you know, the umbrella term of psychic could really be like any intuitive or metaphysical ability. Um, So in that context, that was more clairsentient, where I was feeling um, a negative energy manifestation of someone else, That was just imprinting on my energy field at the time. And I was feeling a physical manifestation of it. Um, But then, you know, as I was carrying with me that energy throughout the night and I was trying to get rid of that, you know, I felt frustrated with something else and a little angry. So that kind of had momentum behind it. Um, And then I fell asleep that night and I came into contact with a lower vibrational being that I interpret to be a psychic attack when I experience it in between states of sleep only because it's happened to me a few times and it's not fun um and you have to like with your free will literally like sort of fight these lower entities um and you know you wake up and it's kind of like a scary experience but you have to like bring your energy back up and protect yourself and sort of um create this like protective field around you so that that sort of thing doesn't happen again as you fall asleep. Um, But that's what I consider to be more of a psychic attack is like when I'm feeling a manifestation of somebody's energy in my field through any sort of clair, clairsentience, clairaudience, clairvoyance, whatever. Um, Or um, when I'm in my dream state or more of of a subconscious state and I come into contact with a lower entity that um, I didn't invite in, And, you know, they're trying to feed off of or imprint on my energy field. And, you know, you just, you can't allow that to happen. So you have to use your free will to, you know, dissipate that.
0: So how does that, I'm trying to find a way to make the connection between, like, if we are God and source energy, that has to be some sort of representation of, ourselves as well
1: absolutely yeah
0: and is that how do you kind of reconcile that is that an external energy that is just also on this on earth is that kind of just built up in your subconscious I mean I you know I don't want to like I guess I'm not sure where to kind of take that conversation almost
1: yeah I mean it could go so many different directions I think I pick up what you're trying to say because essentially you know we're of the belief that everything in your reality is a mirror reflection of you because you're the co-creator this out of yourself, yourself is just a manifestation of you your soul your in god um so i think in the context of the most recent experience i had that was a subconscious thing because i was feeling something in my throat chakra that was being unblocked Um, when I was in between worlds and in between that state of sleep and very subconscious in my room. Um, So I think I, I did see a lower entity being that maybe was a manifestation of something in my throat chakra that felt blocked. Because, again, I said, like, I felt frustrated about something, but I didn't externalize it and I didn't address it. So because I didn't vocalize it, that that chakra probably felt as if it was blocked. And because the chakras even um, are said to have consciousness, consciousnesses of their own, you know, they can co-create things too, I guess they can manifest in their own way too. So that's one thing. But um, you know, when you kind of get to these, like the astral realm, or like the 4d, 5d reality spectrum, um, there are like people that astral project and stuff talk about, encountering other entities or other beings. Um, And, you know, you can look at it from the perspective of, you know, it's just a projection or manifestation of whatever you believe and whatever's going on in your consciousness personally. Or you can look at it from a more external point of view if that's just what's going on around you. Um, But recently, I will say I have been looking at it from a point of view of everything that happens is just a projection of my consciousness.
0: Right. so it I guess in that sense, then it could be almost that those, let's say dark entities are I guess energy from your past per se or from times that resonate with you that we're trying to seep back in maybe to your alignment with your throat chakra like did you feel like you were pushing out energy from your, throat chakra that kind of cleared the space in this moment
1: Mm, i think yes like there was something that was trying to clear out um because so basically what happened in the context of the experience was i sat up in my bed and i was you know encountered with this like darker entity and i could tell they were kind of feeding off of me but this here i just felt like tight almost like a knot in your throat like when you get choked up about something Mm -hmm. and I just kept trying to like scream stop Mm. stop stop at this entity but I think what it was you know if I'm trying to make sense of it is just the consciousness of my throat chakra itself you know and there was like a duality or like a binary moment where like between my ego consciousness of my throat chakra and my soul consciousness or like that of more love saying like stop holding yourself back from saying these things stop you know not allowing yourself to set these boundaries or set protective energy over yourself with your words or you know whatever meaning I I were to give at that moment Um, but the way it feels in that moment is so strong and it's almost like you can't even put it into words it's hard for me to explain sometimes but you know when you wake up from this It almost feels like you experienced a nightmare, or you encountered some sort of like lower entity being. But then, when you realize that it could possibly be just a aspect of you or a projection of you trying to tell yourself something, it helps you understand it a little bit more and clear and transmute that energy out. So, I think in that sort of situation, you know, it was more of a clearing and a transmutation of energy for my throat chakra because. Even, you know, after that instance is when I also started setting better boundaries for myself.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: So, you know, it can happen in so many different ways. But what the other interesting thing that happened was when I did wake up and I was fully conscious, I started seeing these bigger energy fields in my room of light and they were kind of just like zooming by, just kind of around. And I could tell that that was probably just like my team of light protecting me or kind of trying to help me clear out that energy again could be other aspects or projections of me um and i saw one really big dark one just like in this corner where i was also experiencing in my dream state okay so i was like oh yeah i don't want that to be here but of course at the time i was yeah. really scared and i wasn't really thinking about it rationally or understanding it from this perspective um, and I was just asking for assistance to help clear it out. You know what I mean? Which, again, I saw the reassurance of that helping me out. And there was way more light. And then there was just the one darker, bigger energy field. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's scary, of course, when you're so energetically sensitive like that, because you're not going to really understand at the time what's going on until after the fact. Um, but You know, again, I had an encounter with one of my ancestors who was speaking to me in Spanish. And that's the only reason I knew it was an ancestor because of my lineage and the vision that popped up in my head and then audibly was Spanish woman's voice. And it looked like my grandmother or my grandfather's mother, or either I interpreted it as like a future version of my now aunt because she looks like her that was the vision that popped up in my mind and you know telling me like utilize your crystals use your crystals put one underneath your pillow set up a grid in your room is like the message that sort of I received in like maybe a minute like it was it seems almost like an immediate transfer of information right um and you know for some people it feels like a conversation like this for me it feels like split like bits of information and the only like audible thing I heard was the woman talking to me in Spanish telling me to use my crystals so it's still something again I'm trying to understand myself I think maybe after going to Salem there are things that are unblocking for me that now I'm starting to experience these things more and more Um, but I myself am a student of the universe I'm a student of my own soul so I'm still trying to learn and understand all this but hopefully like my stories and me trying to make sense of my experiences is like helping somebody else out there (laughs) because i know this sounds so (laughs) trippy right now (laughs)
0: it's it's a it's wild but i it all i can say is it sounds super true to you Mm -hmm. and therefore you know makes it real in a sense like i'm trying to you know put myself in your situation of kind of like what you went through there and it's difficult to do but it it like it resonates like what you're saying you know resonates at a level and I'm hoping as well like you said that someone else is like oh shit I was in that situation uh, that happened to me and I had no idea what to make of it yeah. and if someone is listening I'll, I'm gonna put tiara's uh, st- information down below so you can uh, certainly shoot her a message. Um, She's always been great to respond.
1: Feel free. Yes, I'll also definitely be making a lot more content in 2022. I think there was also some um, success blockages for me the past few years that has kept me from just putting stuff out there. So I'll definitely be sharing more. What's
0: the goal there? What's the goal there? YouTube, podcast,
1: um, everything. Like I, so I used to have this. I I used to have too much masculine energy where I would like schedule things so um regimented and i would schedule a certain amount of youtube videos and a certain amount of tiktoks and a certain amount of podcasts and all this now i just schedule myself creation days and whatever um avenue i feel like going down and whatever um that's the word i'm looking for like i guess whatever container i feel like using like tiktok or instagram or youtube you know, that I feel is fitting for the type of information I'm giving out or the length of the information I'm giving out, so on and so forth is what I'm doing now. It's just something that feels more true and authentic to me Um, because sometimes it is a bit more difficult for me to make longer content other than podcasts. I could talk for freaking hours, (laughs) (laughs) but um, for like YouTube, it would, I would really struggle making long form content. Um, It didn't flow as easily for me. So I'm, you know, probably going to make shorter form content and, you know, the longer form content will probably be more vlog style is what I'm thinking right now, but I'm just going with creation days. Like I'm going with the flow, whatever I feel like, you know, resonates for me when I wake up that day, whatever bit of download or information I receive to share, I'm just going to do that because that's just what feels more authentic.
0: That sounds like a good, a good plan, right? And that's something I have been trying to like meddle with as well is like finding that balance is a weird word but you know just creating stuff like I've been trying to put together a blog podcast YouTube and it's like it can get overwhelming for sure when you're like well I have to do this and I have to create this and I have to do that and it's like it becomes a lot whenever you're like well I have to do all of these at this certain time but you know you need to take an appreciation for that ebb and flow of you know, the ups and downs of, you know, creation for that yes. matter. Yeah. Like as an example, over the next week, I have like four interviews scheduled.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Which,
0: yeah, I love it. I'm like, Holy shit, this is taking off. I, mm-hmm. I am, you know, everything that I've been trying to, you know, make happen. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty of that is then, you know, if I, the double there's, there's a double-edged sword there, I guess, because it's like, all right, this is sweet. I'll be able to get these done. And, You know, be able to, you know, have these all through halfway through February, and then I don't need to worry about recording a podcast. But, you know, I don't, but you can't take that mentality into recording the podcast, or it's going to be trash. Or, you know, if I burn myself out, that's not going to deliver high quality content.
1: That's another killer. Yeah.
0: So you need to be able to feel into when you should be doing or producing what you need to do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, a big problem with that, with the perfectionism, which I know we've both struggled with in the past, but putting so much pressure on yourself does not serve you at all. Like it does not help anything. I know that's something that really fed sort of that regimented uh, structure that I used to sort of go off of that never works for me. I ended up never following it. Because it didn't have the room to ebb and flow. It didn't have the flexibility. Um, And I couldn't really feel into that moment like I would if I just like got up and, you know, did this podcast with you. If I just got up and I was like, you know what? I've had these few epiphanies this week. I'm just going to share them on TikTok really quick. You know, like just those sort of things. Um, And just focusing on like creating the content and getting it out there and loving it rather than like feeling so much pressure about it being done a certain way or getting it done within a certain time. um, Just having a lot more freedom with that. I have noticed like has helped me so, so much. So, you know, hopefully like you experience that too. I know you've done like an amazing job already with your podcast to be on it. Like you're super consistent and stuff, but I know that freeing yourself of that like pressure and that like perfectionism feels so much better
0: yeah and just you know I it's so funny because I still I have listened to old podcasts I've done and been like oh like I need to cut that out or I need to do this different but it's just a part of that growing process where now you know if someone's listening to that old episode with us and now listening to this the goal for me is to hope that they're like oh wow Clayton's like gotten a lot better at like hosting this and you know even the guests and this is a part of the reason I wanted to bring you back on is you know to see like how things have unwound and like how things are going now and you know obviously gonna have you back on uh, I'm sure at another point in the future but like that's kind of the whole process of this of you know seeing how that how that whole you know thing undoes itself almost like it's not perfect it's never going to be perfect but just Keep making it 1% better and see how Mm -hmm. that kind of flows.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that evolution that's what life is about too, like evolving. And we just have to stay true in that. Like, you're never going to get to the end point of which you've evolved because that's the whole point in the first place. So, you just have to like enjoy the journey and you know, appreciate the fact that like you may not have all the tools and the resources right now, but if you feel that there's value in what you know now or value in what you're putting out. Then there is like you got to just trust that,
0: right? And it's having like that trust within yourself to kind of just to feel it. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Um, I think that's a beautiful spot to leave this off on.
1: I think. Did sure you ha- too?
0: I just. Do you have anything yeah. else you want to add?
1: No, I think that was an amazing conversation. I feel like our conversations are so quick, but then I look at the time and I'm like, whoa. Oh,
0: it's like oh that's why i'm hungry (laughs) yeah right yeah
1: um
0: okay well with that being said tr i appreciate you being here uh everyone that's still listening thank you for listening uh if you're listening on apple or now even spotify uh, i know they do rating systems so please leave a rating if you're listening on youtube drop comments below i'll reply to all of them give me some thumbs up subscribe Uh, follow us on our platform, see what's going on. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this. And with that being said, let's uh, keep growing together.
1: Yes.